What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. How you guys doing on a Wednesday? How's your week so far? Today is Trending Wednesday. What is it? August 18th. Man, we're getting closer and closer to football season. Can't wait. But uh, on Trending Wednesday, you know, we pull up Twitter, go through the trending section. What is going on in the world of sports? We just kind of react to it, see if there's any sports betting news and uh, things like that. But we were out Monday, Tuesday, and we were traveling, working, getting ready for big uh, sports season coming up. But uh, so what we'll do today is kind of rewind and look at this weekend, this, this previous weekend, just quickly, uh, the quick fix. And then yesterday, I know how you guys like the Concept Tuesday shows. They're one of the more popular ones. Uh, so what we'll do today, just a concept segment. We'll talk uh, just a little, you know, small conceptual stuff on today's show. And then we'll end uh, the podcast by, like I said, pulling up Twitter, going through the trending section and see what's going on in the world of sports. Usually, Wednesdays are like the fun kind of down days where all we do is trending Wednesday and just kind of go through social media. But we'll get caught up a little bit today and apologize for being out last few days, but uh, we will be back for the foreseeable future. And this is a daily podcast. So usually, even when we're all, you know, out of town, stuff like that, we uh, try and get shows up. So uh, should be uh, back every day for the foreseeable future. But uh, all right, let's get to it. Uh, quick picks over the weekend. Uh, three and two. And it didn't start off too well. The two picks we gave out on Friday for Saturday morning started 0-2 and then uh, ended the weekend 2-1. and uh, Had two winners in the MLS on Saturday night. So uh, uh, ended 2-2 two and two after Saturday night. And then Sunday we gave one game, the Atlanta Braves, and they won 6-5. to five. So 3-2 and two on the weekend for the quick picks. A winning weekend, except, you know, it's always nice to have those 3-2s. and twos, But like we say, it's not... Typical. It's not as if we went two and three. That's something to you know get, you know, think that there, there's a cause for concern. Now, if you want to follow the total record, give us a give us a follow on Twitter at Sharp Angle Pod, and we uh, put the quick picks up there in the uh, what's it called the profile header or whatever the let's see edit profile the bio. God, I'm 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 an old man sometimes. The bio. It's in our Twitter bio. So uh, check it out there. We keep the record uh, updated after every weekend. So uh, three and two this weekend, and we'll give some picks out on Friday. So stay tuned a couple days coming up. We'll have some Premier League picks that we'll give out Friday for Saturday morning. All right, uh, let's get to a concept. Of course, we missed a concept Tuesday. So something that's been coming up lately that I thought it was appropriate to talk about and probably wouldn't take that long is know why you bet. Know why it is that you're betting on whoever it is on any given night or weekend or whatever. Because a lot of people get confused and get mixed up betting for fun and betting for profit. Now, let's be clear about this. Most people listening, 99% of people who are listening right now or who bet in the first place, they do it for fun. And so that's generally who we talk to on this show, who I'm gearing the conversation towards, things like that. I mean, occasionally, you know, I'll hear from some pro on Twitter. It's like, hey, thanks for dumbing this down. It's like, well, but what do you think? The audience, like, who do you think I'm talking to here? You know, so, and yeah, I'm not trying to demean anybody or anything like that, but sometimes you have to take a step back with these these issues, these, these topics, because sports betting is really fucking hard. I mean, it is, it is 
so difficult to win long term. So it, it, it's the the topics are complex, the ideas are you know deep and thorough, and these are all just again my angles and my ideas about it. I'm sure there's other people who do things other ways, but I will say the further we get, you know, into the future and the more we're getting into what sports betting was like in the 2000s, now 2010s, and now 2021, you have to have math. The idea of, well, this guy handicaps this way, this guy handicaps this way, that's pretty much gone because the books and the market are getting so accurate and so efficient at pricing, um, you know, just information that unless you really have something no one else does, unless you're using math, you, you know, you're not going to win long term. That's my belief. So that's what we do. It is we let you guys know on this show our recommendations for how to go about what you do, which for most of you is betting for fun. And if you want to follow our quick picks, that's great. But more or less, this podcast is about advice and giving out, you know, ideas of how to do how to make those weekend picks better. If you're going to wait till Sunday to bet the NFL, we always say, don't do it. You're never going to win. It's a losing proposition. But if you are, we'll at least give you some tips along the way. So that's the idea with this show, letting you guys know how to approach this and maybe make a little bit more money here and there. And again, most people listening, here's what I recommend. Brett Musburger used to say this, old sportscaster. He would say, have your normal money, your bill money, your family money, your whatever, your your budget for the month in, in your right pocket and have your sports bet money in your left pocket. And when the money in your left pocket's gone, then you're done until the next paycheck or whatever you decide is appropriate. And you always want to bet responsibly, okay? But understand why you're betting. Is it for fun or is it for profit? Because a lot of people out there bet for fun, but approach it or talk about it like they bet for profit. And it's hysterical how many people, I'm not talking about the Twitter people or anything like that. I'm not going to bring them down. I'm just talking in general. Even people I know, people I'm close to, you know, they don't do this professionally. They have jobs. They understand they're not going to win long term, but they sort of approach it with this mentality that they can maybe kind of win and well, let's let's see what happens if we do some homework or spend some time on ESPN. And I think a lot of people sort of approach things that way. So know why you're betting. Is it for fun? Is it for profit? And if it is for fun, follow good advice. Don't watch shows like... And again, my, I, I, I want to be careful here because my point of today's podcast isn't to come on here and, and shit on anybody else. I mean... You know, I just I just want to be clear to the audience. But let's use an example of a show like uh, Lock It In. Or is it even called that anymore? Let's see. Lock It It's on uh, FS1. Lock It In. FS1. Did they change the name? Oh, yeah. It's called Fox Bet Live now. It used to be called Lock It In. But either way, my point is, they it's not a great show for the average sports better because there's not really winning information. Two of the guys on there are... I don't know why they're on a sports betting show in the first place. They're not really good sports bettors. They're just more personalities. And I'm talking about Cousin Sal, who has a book outlining how bad he is at, at betting sports, mind you. I've read the book, and it's hysterical. Uh, what's, it, uh, what's it called? Sal Icono, uh, You Can't Win Them All. And uh, it's a good book. I actually recommend it. But the guy is not a, a better who you want to take advice from. And then Clay Travis is on there, too. And... You know, he's he's more of a personality than a sports better. It's 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 like I'm watching, you know, some guy just at the bar do a show with those two. Now, Todd Furman on Lock It In, if you're gonna watch that show, 
Todd Furman is really sharp. That guy knows what he's talking about. So if you are going to watch that show, understand that, you know, listen to Todd Furman. <laughs> if you're going to follow picks, follow his picks. But that's what I'm saying. It's tough for everyone to distinguish the difference between the two. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there to no fault of their own with good intentions who watch that show and think they're all kind of along the same lines. They're not. Information you're getting from Todd Furman is much better and much more bettable than information from Clay Travis. So there's just a lot of bad info out there. So if you are betting for fun, get good information. We try and do that on this show. We try and be an outlet, a rare outlet, where you can go and get really bettable, good, solid information. There's way too many. I'd say 80-85% of sports betting podcasts and TV shows are uh, bullshit. You know, they're not giving out good info. It's just they're they're spewing the same tired things that don't win that people have been repeating for the last 20 years. Like, this team's, you know, 8-3 and three, their last 11 road games. Oh, they must suck on the road. I mean, now look, sometimes in trends, I didn't want to get onto a trend thing here, but sometimes in trends, there may be a reason why a team's 8-3 and three on the road, okay? So just hearing that on its, on its face doesn't necessarily make me say bullshit, but... When, and that's all you hear, and that's all that people are saying, and that's anyone's handicap. It's like, you know, I, I've done this for too long to understand that that doesn't win. Well, they're, they're this record on the road, and, and on turf, they're this. Uh, they, you know, I love that. You know, when I talk to people, and they're like, well, how come? How do you like that game? Is it because, you know, it's on artificial turf? <laughs> it's like, no. I like that game because... And this is where some people may think that I'm more of like, I speak as like an elitist sports better, even though I'm not. But I say that because my fucking computer spit that out. I'm a computer programmer. I'm a data scientist. I do my job by fighting math with math. And if you're going to sit there and look at box scores all day and think you can win at sports betting, I don't think that's a good approach. But there's a lot of people out there giving advice who essentially do that. So know where you're getting your picks from, where you're getting your advice from, follow good advice. If you guys ever have questions or want to ask me what I think of a show, a person, a personality, you can DM me. I'm totally okay with that. You know, I'm uh, I'm thinking about incorporating a segment on the show where we start getting your guys' questions or start getting you guys involved because it's funny. I I hear from more of you than you guys may think. And I love that you guys are, are willing to reach out and it's usually in the form of DMs. Uh, and it's usually through our Twitter at Sharp Angle Pod, uh, but you can also DM me personally at Tyler Walgy, and I'm okay to help you guys out and answer questions. Now, I mean, I will say there was one person before who thought that that invitation meant that I was going to be their personal consultant, you know, and it got to be a bit much. But if you guys DM me and have some questions, I have no issue in general, you know, helping out. But uh, uh, my buddies, you know, they do the same thing. It's it's funny. I I have friends who are just like everyone else, you know. They win 50%, maybe 51%. But they have hot streaks where they think they're really a lot better than they are. And they have cold streaks where, you know, I'm sure they, they don't think so. But they usually, it's funny, you know. I, I'm sure you guys all have friends like this. When they're winning and when they have, win, you know, winning tickets, whatever. It's, ah, this game, this game, so... And then when they lose it, when they're losing, it's just uh, complete crickets. You know, you don't hear a, a thing. I think I have a cricket sound effect over here somewhere. Yeah, look at that well, production value on this thing. But uh, yeah, it's it's always hysterical. It's like okay, well, things are going back to normal with them. That's why I talked to one of my buddies. I don't know, like a week ago, 
and he had told me that he'd stop betting sports. And it was funny because his approach and his demeanor, it was kind of like, <laughs> he knows I'm a pro sports better. And so he was almost like, you know, he was kind of, yeah, you know, sort of afraid to say it, not knowing my reaction, things like that. And my reaction was, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> like, you should stop betting. So everyone <laughs> should theoretically stop betting sports. It's kind of like blackjack or craps. It's a game set up to where even if it's a small edge, the house the, the, the house has the edge. The edge is not with you. So over the course of time, you're going to lose money. And it's the exact same thing I would say if I had a buddy who spent all day at the craps table or the blackjack table. You know, and, and he said, hey, man, I'm going to stop playing. I wouldn't go, ah, you sure? You want to get it? And it's like, no, good. <laughs> you should stop, you know? And it's the same thing with sports betting. If you really want, love sports betting and you have to get games in you, get your picks from someone who wins. Get your picks, you know, follow the quick picks. Do things like that. Follow people who win because, again, my I have people who I'm close to and I give them my picks and I try and share and, you know, I see that, you know, we'll have a great week and then I'll talk to him. It's like, yeah, I know, but I spent it all on some other bets, <laughs> you know? And it's like, okay, and that's not my money. I don't care. But if you guys really do have that goal, again, know why you're betting, know why you're doing it. If you want to make some profit and you want to make a little money, you can't approach it as if you are just having fun. But on that note, it's, I, I, I want to put something out there that may be controversial to a lot of guys who give picks or especially a lot of people who sell picks. This could ruin the business model for certain... I'm actually not going to name any companies by name, but there are pick-selling companies out there. And of course, Twitter, but those guys... If you're buying picks on Twitter, I would assume you're not listening to this show. Um, and maybe I just think too highly of the audience. Maybe you are. But if you are buying picks, I would hope you're doing it from maybe a more reputable source. But I've got a kind of a, a, a dirty little secret for you that... that a dirty little secret the betting companies don't want you to know. And it sounds like clickbait, but it's true. It is so hard to be a winning sports better and actually go 55% over the course of your lifetime that just by following someone's pregame picks, that's likely not enough in itself to even be a winning formula there. And I'm clear with this. I'm transparent with this for my quick picks. I'm extra transparent with this on my quick picks because I give picks out Sunday morning, sometimes in the NFL, rarely, but sometimes. And it's like, okay, guys, if you think that this is going to be an, an extremely profitable bet long-term, you're crazy. You can't bet the NFL on Sunday. But since I know you guys do, we come on to a show and have fun. And But but I'm, I'm, I'm honest about it, and I'm upfront about it. You can't win long-term betting day of the game, and you especially can't win long-term buying picks, only betting pregame. Okay, so think about it. When you're buying picks, you're spending money to get the picks. So you have to have a, a profit. So you have to guarantee those picks are going to win anyway just to make up for the money you spent. And then once you've made that back up and you can actually start profiting, it's not enough, like I said, just to have pregame picks. I give my buddies pregame picks. I give out pregame picks, like I said, on here. But just following my pregame picks would maybe be enough to break even or maybe win a little bit, have a small, small, small edge. But a lot of what I do and other sports bettors, it's hedging off of games that don't look good early. It's it's middling games. It's live betting. It's, it's manipulating things as games are happening 
and not doing it whimsically, doing it with a calculator, a live formula, being calculated about every play. A lot of people ask me, if I have a seven-point favorite and they're winning by whatever, you know, should I hedge? Or if I have an underdog and they're winning, should I hedge? Or if I have a 17-point underdog, and should I middle? My answer is always the same. It depends. It depends on what the math says. Every situation is different. You can't assume just because a team was minus seven before the game and they gave them a field goal and now they're even money, that's a good bet. You have to look at the math and see if it makes sense. And being a winning sports better takes all of this stuff. You can't just buy someone's picks, make all pregame picks, and go 55% lifetime. That's what I think is hysterical about a lot of these guys on Twitter who do just that. They'll give out, you know... On a slate of 15 NBA games, they'll give out picks for 12 of them, and they'll only give out the pregame picks. And then, you know, you'll see them a week later, and they'll be like, hey, we went 75% last week. So, okay, great. I'm sure you did. My dog could go 75% short term, and short term is a lot longer than most people think, but you can't win long term doing that. And so, if you're spending money with that, if you're operating that way, if you think that works, if you think that's a way to approach this, You're going to be sadly mistaken, but not just that. You're going to lose a lot of money. So, you know, I just, that that's kind of our conceptual thing for today. Know why you're betting. And I know we got off onto a, you know, a little bit of a tangent there, but that's all good information. I think it's so hard to win. And, you know, you essentially at this point, I really believe this. And this, this is kind of circling back around to how I do my job. And I don't want to come across any certain way. And I feel like sometimes I do, but it's just the truth. And it's just a fact that, I believe that if you're not fighting math with math and either working with a computer programmer or you're doing some level of computer programming yourself and and, and diving deep into data and information, I don't think that you can win at least betting mid-level or major markets in sports betting. And I don't think it's enough to do old school tactics or you know rely on uh, short-term numbers to project long-term long-term success. I think you have to get dirty with math and work with someone who does that or, or do it yourself because if you're a pro and if you're serious about this and if you do want to win, that's how you do it. All right, let's move on. Trending Wednesday. Uh, before we get to Trending Wednesday, special thanks to Better Edge online, betteredge.com, great friend of the show, and uh, Vig Free Betting. We're talking all today about how hard it is to win and you got to follow pros and don't be you know stupid with your money and all this stuff. You know an easy way to start betting sports? Bet with Better Edge because it's Vig Free Betting. So theoretically, like I said, if, all you got, if most people are going to go 50% lifetime and you can bet Vig Free, that's an equation to where you're not expected to lose any money lifetime, long-term. Okay, what Vig Free Betting looks like is now the bet looks like you pay minus 110, right? If you bet the NFL, you pay 110 to win 100. Well, Vig Free, you pay 100 to win 100. So if you lose the bet, which you're going to half the time, you're not losing the Vig over the course of, of however it is, a month, a year, a season. So Better Edge is helping everyone by taking the Vig away and giving more power and giving the edge back to the better, hence their name, Better Edge. Online, betteredge.com, B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com. And the last thing is, they're actually technically not a sports book. They're a social platform where you can legally bet on sports, VIG free. And that's kind of a cool way for Californians and I think uh, South Carolina doesn't have legal sports betting yet, but you can use Better Edge there. So check them out online, betteredge.com. Use promo code SHARP so they know we sent you and you get $10 free in your account. Online, betteredge.com promo code SHARP. 
All right, let's get to it. Trending Wednesday. I want to get like a song, like an intro song for this. Trending Wednesday. Hey, hey. Trending Wednesday. All right, let's do it. On Twitter, opening Twitter right now. What is trending? And I'm sure these trending Wednesday or uh, trending Wednesdays are not going to be very exciting for the next week or two. But once football starts up, all that stuff, it will be good. Uh oh, Scott Frost is trending. NCAA investigation. <gasps> Scotty, Nebraska, and Coach Scott Frost under NCAA investigation for improper use of analysts. What does that mean? Also during the pandemic. Nebraska held unauthorized off-campus workouts under staff's direction to avoid detection by school officials. This is how competitive things are. Isn't it insane, the competition level and what we see teams doing behind the scenes just to get a little bit extra work in? All right, so let's see what this article says here. Nebraska's football program, blah, 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 the school. Okay, so they used analysts and consultants during practices and games to obtain video footage. Oh, no. It's Bill Belichick. They've obtained significant video footage. Wow. Okay. Well, maybe there's more to it, but I'm not, I'm not going to read the whole article on uh, today's show. But Scott Frost and Nebraska getting in some trouble. I'm, I, I will admit I live in Denver, Colorado. I've been a Colorado Buffaloes fan my entire life. I mean, I'm, it's in my DNA. I love CU. And uh, they were rivals. I mean, they still are. They don't play every year. But I hate Nebraska. I'm sorry if I have any listeners there. I'm, I'm just being honest. Can't stand the Cornhuskers. So, you know, I don't hate seeing that. Okay, let's move on to Draymond. What about Draymond Green? Draymond's always in the goddamn news. Dude can't keep his mouth shut. And I like Draymond, actually. But, I mean, it's like, Draymond, come on, man. You're not helping yourself out here. In an interview for Bleacher Report's Chip Series, was that like Doritos? Uh, what's the, what are the ones? I like the Sun Chips. Uh, Garden Salsa. Those are, that, those are my go-tos. NBA stars Draymond Green and Kevin Durant discuss Durant's decision to leave Golden State. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, they're they're buddies now because they were on Team USA. Draymond's gonna say, "Hey, it's all good." He he was a fr- okay. That's all. That's all lovey dovey. And you know what? That's uh, who cares? You know, I think that Draymond and KD both take things way too seriously, way too seriously. And actually, on a sports betting point of view, during the season, if it's a random game in December and you see Kevin Durant chirping online getting pissed at people I've noticed and this it's there's not enough to say it's like a a bettable trend yet but he plays better when Kevin Durant is saying things online and going online he follows it up by like taking it out on the court or maybe proving people wrong I don't know what it is and again I'm not sure yet if that's a real thing or if it's just coincidence but I thought that was pretty funny so in terms of actually bettability you know that's kind of interesting there but yeah Draymond KD sitting down let everyone know it's cool. Whatever. All right. Uh, what else we got here? NHL owners approved jersey ads for 22-23 season. Great. Hockey is going to turn into soccer now. Let's just plaster ads everywhere. That's one thing I don't love about soccer. I mean, isn't Manchester United rich enough to where they don't have to have some gas station on the middle of their jersey? 
I mean, I just don't get it. These teams spend millions on players, on stadium upgrades, on I mean, on a lot of stuff. These teams are spending, 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 and you know, marketing. And then they, you know, I, I mean, I guess that's why because they make a little bit, and I'm sure it's a hefty price. It's just like I, I don't like that. I know it's part of soccer. It's the way things have always been. Well, that's the way things are going to be in hockey, and I don't love that at all. So, um, but look, I mean, I, I do understand it. You know, you you get it when you see some of the best players in the NHL signing contracts for nine million dollars a year, and then you look at the fact that. I mean, look at baseball contracts, NFL contracts, NBA contracts. It's hundreds of millions of dollars. So I don't feel bad necessarily that, you know, in the NHL, you're still making a couple million a year, whatever. That's that's good. But comparatively, you do understand why. I just don't love the look. It's not – I wish there were other ways to do it. And that's got to be one of the most prominent ways. The NBA is doing it now. And uh, it, it is eking to its way into American sports. And that's what they're doing just one little bit at a time eking its way in, so in the next 20 years, it's going to be all uh, all that. All that. It was all that. All right, is there anything else that's good, or can we get on out of here? Uh, one more here. Steve Cohen. Why is Steve Cohen trending? Steve Cohen, obviously the Mets owner. Steve Cohen has called the Mets offense out. Quote, it's hard to understand how professional hitters can be this unproductive. Oh, shut the fuck. Shut up, Steve Cohen. Don't you love this? Old white guys telling professional baseball players how to do their job. The best teams have a more disciplined approach. And then, yeah, after, I love this meme, after trading for Javier Baez, like, what do they do? This is so Mets of them. This is so Steve Cohen. He hired these Guys, he he got these front office executives in place. They brought these players in, and now he's going to bitch about it. Like, this is just so Mets. I'm so happy not to be a New York fan of anything. It's dysfunction 24-7. And uh, it's it's honestly, uh, Denver sports are great. I mean, the Rockies are blowing it, but it's uh, I, I will admit, you know, I'm... I'm a fan of some teams that do make it easy to, to root, but that's that's crazy. I can't believe that. Don't you love that? Old white guys saying, hey, you got to be more patient at the plate. Oh, boy. All right, that does it for Trending Wednesday, even though I don't know what the hell today's show was. But we're back. A little potpourri, as they would say. But uh, good luck, whatever you guys have going on today or tonight. Hope you catch some winners. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle.